Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the word? Ladies and gentlemen, kings and queens, how y'all coming? Introducing myself, as y'all know, Mr. Money Man, Triple OG, Old Dog, the Black God, bringing y'all a live podcast this time. Um, got a special guest today, Miss Lyricy Tell, natural herbalist, school teacher, educated black beautiful queen. Uh, she teaches small children, and she's also a mother of a teenage boy, her only child. Great friend of mine, my dear sweetheart. You know, love her to death. We real close, real tight friends, and you know we growing together. And she's very educated, so. She'd be the, probably the first person I would love to have on this podcast today. So, Miss Lyris, tell them about what you do and your, your story and herbalists and sex or whatever you got going on, whatever education you can bring to the table. Talk to them. Hello, yes. So, my name is Lyris Etel. I'm an herbalist. I'm a school teacher, um, producer, artist. Um, and I got into herbalism, you know, at... When I was younger, much younger, um, I was dealing with a particular young man and I had sex, you know. At first, I thought he gave me an STD, right? Mm -hmm. Because I felt, I, I felt this real um, sharp pain around my pelvis. And I was like, you know what? He probably gave me something. Like, so when I went to the doctor, come to find out I had a cyst on my ovaries. And wow. you know, when you're young, you're like, what? What are you, what are you talking about, right? Sure. Um, and they told me that because it was such, it was only four centimeters and that I even have to wait until it get bigger so they could um, give me medication or I just have to go through the pain or they would just give me, um, like birth control pills so i was like i'm really against birth control pills because birth control pills makes me gain weight and yeah, I heard that. and it's in it affects my hormones bad like it's no when you're like already thick you're not trying to gain no weight you know i wasn't trying to gain no weight so i was against that so i was like so what's the other alternative and they was just saying that i had to wait until it got bigger or it would just remain the same. But the way that it's going, it's probably going to get bigger. And if it get bigger, we could surgically remove it. And I was like, mm. what? Like, no, 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 no. So I'm from a West Indian household. So I remember calling my grandmother up. And she's like, you know, take this herb and take this herb. But see, we're West Indian, right? So certain herbs, they didn't have it in the United States. So my grandmother had to send the herbs to New I live in New York. So she had to send this from Jamaica to New York. For sure. Right. Um, and when I took the herbs, at first I was like, like, I was like, I don't know if herbs would really help me because I'm really going through real. I don't think the herbs and, you know, blase, blase. And herbs actually did help me. Like, it helped me to the fact that I no longer had that problem. I actually was, it was clearing up my skin because at that time I also was going through um, cystic acne where like I would get like, I would break out really bad from just acne. And although I was older, like in my 20s, I was like, I'm old, I should be over this puberty stage. Like, why am I still breaking out? And not knowing that it was also coming from the food. And another thing I actually thought like, you know how they say like yogurt and probiotics, it was breaking out me even more, right? Yeah. So this is how I actually got with herbs because 
I thought I had an STD, and actually I didn't have an STD. So you know, so that Thank was one of the reasons I I um got into herbs is because it started my journey from that incident. And ever since that, I've been taking herbs ever since because since it could help me with that issue, because the doctors, you know, they really push surgery. They really push it because it gets more, it gives them more money at the end of the day. Because everything is mostly, is about, well, I'm not going to say everything is about, but when it comes to doctors, they want to push medication. They want to push surgery on you because it gives them more money at, at the end of the day. And herbs really helped me along my journey. Um... And I must say that it's something that I'm like heavy into. I'm really into herbs. Um, and when I even talk about herbs, a lot of people just think I'm talking about marijuana. I'm like, no, there's other types of herbs like mullen, which is good for your throat. You got friend Greek seeds. That's really good for your vagina. It gives you a different smell to your vagina. Mm. Like you have, I remember I was dating um, a guy. He would take a tea, uh, a tablespoon actually of um, ascorbic acid, 100% sorbic acid, a tablespoon and put in his water. I'm gonna tell you this, that's the first guy I ever, and that's the first guy and that's the only guy I ever met that his semen tasted like honey, like straight up like honey. Ooh-wee. And I'm like, and he took it religiously, like he took it every single day and it really helped him too with his energy. Like, because your sorb is 100% ascorbic acid, a tablespoon a day in a powder form. That was the only man since, and that was in my 20s. That was so, the only man I ever met that had so, the best semen So tell ever. them where they can get that from. Tell them. You can you know, go, um, you can get online. Make sh- You could go online, Amazon. Make sure that it says 100% ascorbic acid. Nothing else. Just 100% ascorbic acid natural tell them um, the side effects and how it's going to taste and all that stuff so the side effects is it gives you energy um you could easily you could even take it as a female but it's really good for men it's good for everybody it's good i must say i don't in children you have to be careful of the dosage um because you don't know the side effects that it may have on children but mm-hmm. usually because it's since it's so pure, you want to be careful when it comes to children. But anybody over, like they say, 12 and older, a tablespoon a day is good. Is is really good. You can so, even, so you can even start with a teaspoon. What is it good for in your body? It's good for energy. And it also is mostly good for energy. But this guy, he was taking it to like really flush him out because the tablespoon would flush him out, right? Mm-hmm. And when I say his semen tasted like honey, I'm so, and like, all right. I would say, like, when I'm, like, fellatio, have given somebody head, you just have, like, I don't even want to taste the semen, you know what I mean? But mm-hmm. I don't even want you to come in my mouth like that because, like, most men, like, all right, I'm vegan. I don't really eat, I don't eat meat at all. <laughs> I know. It depends. It, like <laughs> it's rare if I eat fish. Like it's really rare. Like so, it's like vegetarian. Like it shows. You know why it shows? Right? Because your skin—not to cut you off—but your skin is—it's like it's man. It's like wow. It's just like melanated to the to the first degree. It's like 
your body is nice. I know you work out and everything. It shows in your eyes, your nice eyes, everything. Beautiful woman, you know what I'm saying? Even your hair, it shows. So, you know, whatever you're doing, you know, keep it up. But keep continue to break it down to us to educate these people and what they can do, what they need. Because trust me, we need, especially as people of color. Mm-hmm. So, you always say vegetarian because vegetarian is more like you eat the fish or pescatarian. Pus- eat the fish it's rare that I eat the fish because it's, it has to be wild caught in order for me to eat it because farm raised it just it makes me sick over time so I don't even I try to stay away as much as I don't eat as a lot of fish that I used to eat if I'm going to like the tropics like the Caribbean because it's more fresh they're mm-hmm. going to take it right off the sea you know it's different types of water different types of air but when I met that that particular um man i'm telling you like he has the best semen i'm i'm telling you the best semen like it tastes straight like honey you ever heard that erica badu song honey yes that's i think she was talking about that it's sorbic acid 100 but make sure it says 100 percent of sorbic acid you go buy on amazon y'all hear that don't you you better pay attention and listen closely. All right, we gonna translate this. If you don't speak English, translate this because I'm going to get me some. I'm gonna order me some tonight. You understand me? This is coming from a beautiful woman's mouth. So y'all hear it from the best. Now keep going. Um, for females, I tried it with. It don't. It just gives me energy, right? But for females, if they want their, you know, their wop to smell good. Their vaginas to smell good. It's called Frangreek seeds. Now, Frangreek seeds a lot is a lot of is in a lot of um, Indian cuisine. So, when you dealing with seeds, in order to break down the cell wall and to actually get the potency out of seeds, mm-hmm. you could like um, put it in. You could soak it overnight in water because you want it to be soft, or you can how do I say. Is a is a term that I'm like you put it in a pot and you like actually like move around the pot a little bit. Make sure like it turns a certain color when it's in a pot. It turns a little darker. It's actually a word. I'm just it's not coming off. Of, it's like on the tip of my. I forgot the actual name, but that's good. Spring Greek seeds is really good. I remember one time I had tried spring Greek seeds. Spring Greek seeds is also good for um, mothers. That's that's um breastfeeding is also good for if you have um diabetes you gotta make sure you drink frankie seeds at least the tea at least three times for the day that's how potent because it's it's so good like it makes your vagina smell like maple syrup but one thing about this um frankie seeds is very bitter but it smells so sweet when you um making it into tea and when you're making it in tea, you have to like, it's a, it's a word. You put in a pot, you know, um, no water. You're stirring it around, making sure it gets its color first. And then you add water, let it boil, and then you drink it. That's how you have to, because it's a seed. So it, it's like a, anytime it's a seed or a root, you have to um, break down the cell wall. So I got a question. Um, I'm pretty sure everybody would want to ask the same thing I'm about to ask you. Uh, first question is these seeds are like real small and yes they're real how, small how many teaspoons of seeds per serving so 
it has it on the like the bag if you was to get it per serving it has it on the bag but you could do a tablespoon okay it, it depends on it depends on you because I'm gonna tell you it's very bitter when most bitter um, herbs are the ones that's actually really good for you it really cleans you out it's yeah. a bitter herb but when you wait like I'm telling you you'll be surprised because when you're like making it as a tea it smells the aroma it smells so good but as soon as you drink it it's like oh like why but it's yeah. really good but you can't get used to it you have no choice if you want to clean yourself out correct yes okay it's also so, good for people that got diabetes okay y'all hear that it, right it's, good. it's really um good for your insulin oh great so uh so what's a great herb for toxins in the body is that a great herb for toxins um you have other herbs that's really good for toxins you have like um you got dandelion mm. you also can make dandelion tea you got burdock root you got sarsaparilla you got other herbs that's really good it depends on what toxins are you talking about because it's different types of toxins you have intestinal tract and you got worms in your body um if you got worms in your body, it's a really good one. It's black walnut, but you have to also take it with wormwood. And wormwood is really good. Those two, I'm telling you right now, it's bitter. You're going to be like, ugh. But it's really good. You can okay. even add a little bit of um, agave if you want to with it. But I try to take my herbs straight up because I want the the most out of it. But you can also mix it with a, not sugar, like a little bit of honey if you prefer, or agave. Agave is really sweet. But yeah, it depends. Spell that, on spell the that for them. Spell that for them for the ones that's a little illiterate and don't know how to spell some of these herbs. Spell agave for them. No, like that's agave is not an herb. Agave is like a sweetener. So Sweet, it's A G A B E. It's actually a plant. Agave. Okay. They actually make agave. Agave plant is they actually um the um the Mexicans actually use it from tequila. Mm-hmm. Yeah, agave is I real sweet. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, that's real dope. So another question: mm-hmm. What herb as a man? What herb would I use? Uh, say if I was a man that my sex drive ain't good or you know the sex in the bed with my wife or my girlfriend ain't what it used to be and I'm trying to giddy up or something like that and I would not only giddy up I'm trying to you know get a good feeling good sensation and I want to last longer than normal what it's herb called black, it's called black maca so maca comes in um, three types you got the red you got the white and the black one so the black maca it's from maca maca um it's actually from peru and they did a study from this with the chinese once the chinese came over peru and they just marketed it they they try to what they try to do was try to take the um the route back to um china but it was didn't go so good. So, you know, they had to capitalize on the market in Peru. So they, you know, they got farms set up where they just, you know, um, harvest and harvest maca root. But black maca, if you was to get 
um, a whole of the real black maca is is I'm telling you, it's so excellent. Uh, the Chinese government is doing so much patent. Mind you, this this plant is actually in Peru. It's in is the highest elevation. Is it actually grows on a mountain, right? Mm-hmm. The Chinese government actually have so much patents on this um, herb. It's really good. They even give it to athletes to make them um, perform better. The Chinese government actually give it to their athletes. They have a, like a whole commercial on this. Wow. It's, it's really good. This is called Black Maca. You got her jinx thing is good too. But Black Maca is like the best on the market. And they can also they can get it in stores and also on Amazon also? Black Maca is really hard to get because there's so many um, imitations of it. So... Okay. You would have the ginseng is good. Black, how, how, um, let me see where you would go to get the Chinese. You would have to go to like a Chinese market to actually get the black maca. They have it in different types of drinks, but ginseng is good. Damiana is good. Mm-hmm. Damiana now, like in Louisiana, they have been Damiana, right? Because it's like a um, how do I say? It's a type of herb that it also makes you how do I say? It makes you like not hallucinate, but it's like a they call it the love herb. Like if you if a woman was to give it to you, like like a lot of it, it makes you fall in love. Wow, because they, uh, you know, I'm not, uh, I'm not gonna put the stereotype on Louisiana, but you know, Louisiana is known for, and they even promote this voodoo. Of course, of course, South so, Carolina is too. They they promote it. They has actually because I um, read a study on it. They actually banned Damiana, um, because they was using it in a lot of love spells and it actually that's what it does it makes your man um if you know the if you go to the right um which i would say they they use damiana to put love spells on men that they don't cheat that you can control your man with this herb it's called the love herb but it's actually it's actually really good for your skin though if you use it with uva yersi uva yersi is also good for the vagina as well though that's also a um a herb that you if you're having cysts if you're having if you're trying to get pregnant um is this i forgot the name of the tribe but it's a, a indigenous tribe that the men will smoke it out because it's also smoker or uva yersi that if you're trying to get pregnant you use uva yersi it's also called bayberry so it activate them ovaries and, and them eggs and stuff huh yes it actually makes you get pregnant like and i would say you would have to take uva yersi about you need to take about like three um three cups of tea like every day for like a month straight. Is it good for man semen, man sperm count? Um, 
it is not really used for that because I study an indigenous tribe. It's not really good for that for the immense sperm count, but it can be used for that. It's also good for people that has diabetes as well. Uva Yersi. Oh, that's cool. So, um, I had another question for myself. You know, I've always heard about garlic this, garlic that. What is garlic good for? Garlic is good for a lot of things. Um, it's actually good for your intestines. It's good for, I don't really like, I don't really study garlic. I really study other herbs mm-hmm. because garlic is like, you could use it for just about anything. Mm-hmm. I study like herbs that's like, that's more potent than garlic. Yes. That's grew up in, that's like grown in the mountains. Cause you know, they say the highest elevation of herbs is really good for your body. I usually study those type of herbs. I don't really study garlic. Cause garlic is good for a whole lot of um, elements. I'm pretty sure I already know the answer to this and I'm gonna ask it anyway, just for others to hear this out. And uh, I'm pretty sure a lot of people that's listening is gonna have the same exact answer or maybe similar. Why do you think the government make it so hard for us to even know about these herbs and things, let alone find them? Why do you think it's so hard? I don't think the government makes it hard because I heard that the FDA is trying to put a, um, is trying to tax these herbs. I don't think it's hard. I think you just got to do the research and actually study these herbs. I don't think it's, I think the information is out there. Okay. So what do you, what do you think about talk about sex right mm-hmm. from your perspective as a woman mm-hmm. try not to speak for other women speak for yourself mm-hmm. sexually what do you like in a man whether if it's oral uh, size stamina what do you prefer in a man when it comes to sex foreplay I mean break it down because you are a woman so I want your perspective on this uh, when it comes to a man, I like a man that has stamina. I like a man to go all out. Um, I like him to do different things in the bedroom. Like, it, it entice me. Um, that's what I'm mostly into. Like, I want it to be... I want to engage with you. I want to do all types of positions, you know? Yeah, that's what I'm And I want you to last as long as it takes for you to last to make me or not even make me to enjoy myself gotcha gotcha so, so you think it's it depends on the man do you think it's hard for a lot of women to have that real orgasm and do women fake orgasms a lot because that's a question that every man wants to know you hear rumors about that but you know of course a lot of women not going to tell their man that because it's embarrassing but do you think women fake orgasms Okay, so I'm not going to talk for every woman, but I have faked an orgasm, yes, to make wow. the man feel good about his sex game, because wow. I cared about... <laughs> That's so funny. Like, when I was younger, I cared, but as I got older, I really don't care, and it depends. I won't even talk about it. Like, I remember uh, a guy that I really did like. You know, I really did like him. I've known him for quite a long time. Um, and he asked me and I was like do you really want me to answer you if you have to ask like so I was playing like um, reverse psychology on him 
but I really didn't want to tell him that he was trash, you know. And I usually say, wow. if I haven't done a certain particular move with you, that means you're not really good. Ooh, y'all hear that, guys? Sometimes you think you're doing something to these women, and you really ain't doing shit. And these women are compassionate beings, but they feel so sorry for your ass. They'll literally go out out the way to fake an orgasm. And this is one of the ones that have done that. I've, I've heard stories. So when y'all guys out there bragging, you got this and you got that, dick don't pay the bills, man. That's all I'm saying. So, like, um, how many orgasms do you think a woman can bust within one setting? A lot. a lot. A lot. Because I feel like... Um, I feel like even when you, like... It depends on the positions, really, right? It really depends on the positions, right? But I believe, like, a guy can, like, a guy can be like, oh, I'm done. I already got my nut, and I can't go any longer, right? A female, like, um, well, me in particular, I'm like, I can still go longer, and I need you to, you know, perform. This has, like, I'm going to let you get a breather, drink some water, and let's get back into this because I need to, you know, get where I need to go, you know? Yeah, for sure. Not even get to where I need to go. Like, I need to get that nut, too. Like, I need to release that emotion, too. Release that stress, too. Like, you just can't be just... And as I got older, this is when I realized I really don't care if you get your nut or not. Once I get my nut, that's what I care about. Oh. And I realized that. Oh, so, 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 so uh, I hear y'all also can fake the leg shape. Now, tell me woman like yourself like you said you can't speak for all women so women like yourself when you really get that real orgasm that 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 knockout that tko how do you react and how does it feel when i really get that um it feels good how does do i react i go to sleep okay what about while you get getting another you shake do you moan loud scream because i had a girl scream and holler and explode all over me before she squirted all she wet me up man i mean she wet me up so what what is your reaction how, how do you react do you are you how, wait, can i ask you a question like yeah. how do you know it was the orgasm and not pee um maybe you can enlighten me educate me on this you know when it's pee because it's more clear when it's i, I think when it's the orgasm it's way more thicker, way more creamier. Am I mm. correct? Am I wrong? I don't know about that because creamier could be a yeast infection or something. Yeah, that's what I heard. Yeah, okay. I don't know. I know when it's I I've known from experience, like it's usually pee, you can smell it, right? Because I think with guys, right? I think um if I'm not mistaken. Guys, if they have to go to the bathroom, they drink, and if they having sex, they don't pee or something like that. Mm -hmm. I believe somebody had told me that they don't pee. They just—is that true? Like, if y'all having yeah. sex? Yeah, we, we we don't pee, but we pee after we catch that nut. We have to pee. Don't yeah, but y'all don't pee during sex. To it. Nah, nah. Unless you're a little boy or something, but a grown man don't pee during sex. We, see, a man a man in a woman's body is, is different. The reason why I asked you that is because you know, I, when this girl told me she she had a great nut when I made an orgasm with several women, of course, a lot of women. The reason why I feel like I think I know that they had an orgasm because I can't, I'm not them. It's going by what they say. 
when I try to go back in and I touch their vagina and they they get they jump they sensitive like they clench up they they it, it tickles and it does all types of things to them they can't handle it then when you try to go back in that hole they can't handle it same reason same way when your man comes and you keep sucking on it on the tip or the head or whatever he clenches up he can't handle it he pushes you off so I just try to compare those two I don't know maybe I'm wrong Mm-hmm. But what, it depends on the, I mean To me it depends on the position And how I was What put So To me it's like The riding position It depends if I ro- rode him um, A certain way If did I ru- did I ride him And I rubbed on my clitoris mm-hmm. If I rubbed on my clitoris And rode him Then no I can't have sex I have to wait a while Because it's real sensitive Or did I ride him and I just planted my feet. There's a difference. So if Ooh, I planted my feet, I could ride him longer, but yet my legs, my probably my knees would give out or not even give out. It'd be like tired. So I would have yeah. to like switch it up. But now that I work out a lot and I do a lot of squats, it has helped me to, to sustain. Um, I mean, pulsating squats. It has helped me to sustain to last longer in riding position rather than I like, lay down and like rubble my clitoris because if I rubble my clitoris while riding him it's so sensitive that it just because you know the clitoris I believe is that's to me that's where my g-spot is so mm. if I'm riding him if I'm riding him and I rubble my clitoris I'm gonna ready and make myself come wow so y'all y'all do a better job in making yourself come than the man Nine times out of ten, mm-hmm. y'all can really mm-hmm. fuck yourself. And you know the difference between a man and a woman. A woman can usually needs that physical attraction and that physical touch for sex. A man can use his mind and imagination to have sex and be cool with it. Do you really think that? I don't think that. I don't think so. I, because the reason, why, if, the reason why I'm gonna tell you why I say that, me being a man. I can walk in the room and undress you and fuck you with my mind. Men think about sex 85% of the time of the day. We think about sex probably more than y'all ever think about sex. We can undress you with our minds. We can that's why we can literally jack off to you standing there. We can think of you from two weeks ago and think about your face. Sometimes, let me tell you how wicked men are. A man can like a woman. And have sex with a woman he's been with 10, 15 years, literally visualize that woman's face replacing the woman's face he'd been with 10 to 15 years and have the best orgasm he's ever had just by fucking the face of a woman that he barely knows. Because men want what they can't have and what they can't get. We just like dogs, and I'm just keeping it real. And this woman wondering why, why'd he come so hard? He ain't come this good in five, six years. What the fuck is going on? because he's interested he's got his mind on somebody else men do that i had this conversation with my brothers with my cousins my dad my uncles and i thought i was the only one that's done that but apparently i'm not because i didn't talk to hundreds of guys and they have done that the hell it, it didn't got so bad for some guys so disrespectful to where they even call the woman another woman's name so i mean i'm sure women done that too i'm pretty sure everybody has their own imagination sexual imagination how they do things but a man can be in prison and literally jack off to a a, a female prison guard 
And you know, bam, he's good for a little while. It happens all the time. Sometimes you got to do what you got to do. Now, of course, women masturbate to get off because a lot of them are single. They don't have men. Sometimes they don't want to be bothered with a man. Sometimes they'll buy that vibrator and that, that 10, 12 inch dildo. And, you know, that vibrated with that hook, that rose, whatever they buy. Some of them feel like, hell, I don't need a man. I got this battery. This battery going to outlast this man. You know, I'm cool with that. But then you got a lot of women that tell me a battery, a dildo can't replace the real deal. And I can respect that. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean yeah, like you said, you imagine... I'm sure females do this. I mean, females do the same thing. Like you can imagine a person, a you know, female can imagine a a, a person as well. Yeah, that's true. And then you got some guys who they emphasize like what they call BBWs. Then you got some that like SSBBWs, which is supersized women. Then you got some guys that like slim, slim thick. Then you got some guys that like women your size that are thick, you know, round asses, nice tits or whatever, cute or whatever. Because some guys have sex with certain size women. Most of the time, I don't think it's just something they like. I think it's a fetish. They basically fucking a fetish versus fucking somebody they really like and care about. Like you got some guys that just particularly pick on like, you know, large, extra large women. Then you got some guys that just like skinny, real skinny women. I mean, everybody have their own way of thinking, their own fetishes, you know what I'm saying? Whatever satisfy them. But I think sex is 85% more mental and 15% more physical when it comes to a man. That's just my opinion because I'm a man. And I don't know. I have these conversations, like I say, with my cousins, brothers, uncles, homeboys, you know, random guys. And, you know, men, we're more open-minded when it comes to sex more than women, I think, sometimes. I think we're just more, I don't know, man. I think us being procreators, this is my opinion, but us being procreators, we're more in tune to sex. We like sex more. A man can literally um, have sex with a woman. He might have three, four nuts and still think about fucking another woman or thinking about fucking, think about sex and still go and sit there and lay down and relax in the bed ass naked and watch porn because some men, most men are just highly sexual beings I think it has a lot to do with us being procreators I don't think that's a bad thing but sometimes you know, it, it can become bad that's not into it like you and she might work a lot and she might do this she might do that she might not be at home she might not have time to do this you might work a lot y'all might see each other different schedules even though y'all live in the same household that's why a lot of men cheat they 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 chasing something that they're not getting instead of just making time for speaking sitting down speaking to the woman like a man or things of that nature they go elsewhere and get it and they realize it wasn't worth it and I think that's the mistake we make as men. We too impatient versus women. Y'all way more patient beings than we are. We're very impatient people. And I think men need to learn how to gain patience, whether it be with life, sex, children, bills, or whatever. Like we just like to get shit out the way because we don't like to prolong things versus a woman. 
she want to take her time, think about things before she do it sometimes. And I think men need to start doing that. We need to follow our woman's lead in certain situations. So we won't be so quick to move move around. But I think that's a big mistake that men make in life, just life choices in general. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And uh, what do you think about teenagers having sex at a certain age? What do you think about that? I believe in if they're responsible enough, because teenagers, um, it could lead to pregnancy. It leads to a whole lot of, you know. Remember, teenage. I mean, it depends on the individual because certain teenagers have the money. Certain teenagers don't have the money. Certain teenagers have responsible. Certain teenagers are not. Um, certain teenagers are not responsible. So it really depends on the individual. Yeah, that's true. Because I was a teenager when I had my child. My dumbass took the mother of my child's virginity without a condom, and then after that. I started using condoms. I should have used a condom the first time because the first time I took a Virginia had sex with her, I think I got her pregnant. I wasn't so lucky. I, I'm assuming my sperm was super. And, you know, I should have known better, but as a kid, you don't know any better. What do you think, what is the age range of children you think is should be liable to have sex or? You, I mean, these days, you can't really stop it. You can't be with them 24-7. What do you think is a good age range for kids to have sex and, and everything? 18 18 so you think 18 that's a kid or is that a, a young adult that's I believe that's a that's still a kid I mean it's well 18 they can buy yep. cigarettes though the cigarettes is 18 buy, right they can, yeah they can buy cigarettes 18 they can they can they can buy, uh, buy drive cars and they can also rent apartment that's good because make, if you get pregnant mature. Because if you get pregnant, certain parents is going to kick you out. So you're going to need 18. You're going to need that apartment. Yeah, that's true. They're going to have to co-sign for you. Because I think, I don't know. I don't know. I think because when I was 16, 17, I had my apartment. My grandmother had to co-sign for me, you know. you know. But I, I, I think that, this is just my opinion, people should wait a while. You can have sex, but they come behind sex. Not just a child or a deadbeat dad or hell a deadbeat mother it's some some of them do exist you gotta worry about STDs you gotta worry mm-hmm. about you know what I'm saying finances you gotta worry about uh, risk of dying especially if you never had a child before you don't know how your body's gonna react to it so many things run through your head and you, the doctors don't make it no better for you oh my god you got high risk we need to cut you open and all this other crazy ass shit so you know not only should you consider yourself, stop being selfish. Think about the kids. Don't bring a fucking kid into this fucked up world if you're not mature enough. Not only mature enough, you don't have the finances and the, the proper care and the proper living uh, stabilities and, you know what I'm saying, around you. No, but no kid deserve to be in no shithole. No kid deserve to be around the wrong motherfuckers, pedophiles and you know what I'm saying? Motherfuckers who ain't good, who ain't never had children, and you got your kids around any and everybody, and you you, you barely making it to pay bills, and your kids hungry and starving at night, and so are you. Like, come on, no, no child deserve that. I mean, if you're gonna fucking fuck yourself before you fuck. You know, us as adults, a lot of us, especially people of color, 
we've been through enough in life and we should be the last ones to try to bring children to this fucked up world knowing all the shit we go through. I'm not saying don't multiply, but do it when it's right. Make sure your significant other's been around. That man is a good man, that woman's a good woman. Y'all established, y'all married, got a house, you own that fucking house. You own your land, you own your car, you're educated, you got a couple bank accounts, and you believe in God, and you, you're doing some type of praying, you're going to some type of temple, getting some type of holiness in your life, you're doing righteous things. So that child can, can see those things around them in, in the household. You can't control what goes on in the outside world, but you can't control what goes on in the house. But I believe discipline, great things start at home. That's always been my theory. That's going to be my theory to the end of time. But as a teenager, most... Okay, I have a teenager son. Yeah. And he always seemed... Let me tell you, he got everything planned out. He already you know how his life is going to be. Because you know when you're a teenager, you just you think you know everything. So most teenagers, they're going to tell you, well, that's not going to be my life. You know, that's not going to be my life. That's not me. You know, that's not what I'm going through. So, like I said, it, it depends on the individual. Some children face reality. Some children, they live in their own fantasy world. And they always say, that's not going to happen to me. That's not going to be me. That's just... So it really depends on the individual when it comes to certain situations. Because if you if you listen to my son, my son is 15 years old, he going to say he know everything. He It's too easy. He already got... When he 18, he moving out. And I'm like, I ha- I thought... I, I remember saying the same thing to my mother. I remember saying that exact same thing you saying. New, I live in New York. New York is very expensive. Very. You know, it, mm-hmm. according to him, he already got the master plan. So, we shall see. Because what I do know is he going, he going off to college. That's my plan for him. But you know what they always say. You make plans and God laugh. But hopefully he goes off to college. I mean, he do want to go to college. So that's also a good thing. But when it comes, of course, he's talking about girls. Because most of his friends his age is talking about girls. And they get fly for the girls. Um, which is also is a good thing and a bad thing. You know, because they get fly for the girls. Is a, It's like, you need. I need you to be more focused on school. But then it's also a good thing because my son is the type of child, like he was really into video games, really not really caring about his appearance until he went to high school. And now since the girls is around, he got to, you know, he, he clean up his look and everything. So it's also a good thing as well. Yeah. But as far as sex goes, he already told me, I remember he came home and told me, um, I think he's one of his health teachers told him like, well, if you get a girl pregnant, you got to take care of the child. And he's like, well, I don't want her taking my money. I'm like, what? Well, what? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> and he's like, well, I'm not trying to get nobody pregnant because I don't want them taking my money. I'm like, okay, well, if that's how you feel, I won't have that skill that you're going to get somebody pregnant. Then if that's how you how you feel. But I didn't... I didn't um, want to clear nothing up when it came to that because I don't want him to have a teenage pregnancy if that's the case yeah for sure and then you don't know how the parents gonna react things of that nature though but it's good he got that that fear installed in him I wish I would have had the same damn thought processes he had 
I was too busy being horny and want to fuck everything. Think I was cute and fly and handsome and sexy and all letting girls boost my head up. And I want to stick my dick in everything I seen. But I was a lucky little kid, even though I only had one child. And I still got one child to this day. Never caught an STD. I'm God has been with me through every step, every battle. Because, man, I done ran through some women. And when I say the most high was with me as a, as a teenager and as a grown man, he's been with me. And I say, man, look, I got, I've been lucky too many times. It's time to slow down and chill. I ain't got to be fucking everything to get my nut. Because 90% of the time when I'm fucking everything out there, it ain't, don't be as good as I think it is. Most of them be trash. Can't suck dick. Push. So it's like, you know, you waste your time, man. You go through all this just to waste your time for something. These women talk a real good game. Then when you when you hit it, it ain't it ain't what you it ain't what you. I mean, what happened to this and that you was talking about? Then you know the houses be dirty. I can't stand a woman with a dirty house, a dirty car. You know, your kids is walking around snotty nose, dirty shoes, dirty clothes. Like, what, where's your priorities? Like, where's your? I mean, damn, like, you have to have morals in life, you know? And it, it shows what type of individual these men are to even fuck with a woman that has low low morals as she do. You know what I'm saying? You can't judge people. You know what I'm saying? But you know there ain't nothing to clean the house. There ain't nothing to throw kids in the tub, go wash their clothes. You know, we got to stop worrying about sex and, and, and get our priorities straight. You know what I'm saying? And trying to lure men into our house. Then, you know, a lot of these women run around here with six, seven, eight kids, five, six baby daddies. You know, do what you want to do. That's your vagina. you your own woman. That's not a good look. You know what I'm saying? Can't be mad when you got one baby father that's taking care of his child and the other five ain't shit. But you being hard on the one that's taking care of his children versus the other five deadbeat bums that's steady getting locked up and you don't hear from them for another 10 fucking years you accidentally bump into them in a grocery store with other kids that ain't even his he taking care of them don't be mad that's why you got to stick with one man much as as good much as possible and, and and think shit out man before you jump into marriages think shit out before you have children think shit out even before you go to college think shit i mean something simple as changing the color of your hair Something simple as cutting your hair versus growing your hair. Think shit out before you do. Think before you speak. That's why you got two ears and one mouth. Wisdom come by hearing. You know, you might miss something if you talk. But if you listen, you'll see, hear, and feel every fucking thing. Take it from a, a OG like myself that's been there and done that in life, man. Wisdom is everything. Knowledge is power. That's all I'm saying. So let me ask you a couple more questions before we... You know, close. Um, and you know what? I do want to thank his father because he is like, you know, although we're not together, um, mm-hmm. his father is like a really big factor in his life. So his father do talk to him, which is also a positive thing and it's always a good thing. And I'm like, since his father has been talking to him, he's more like my son is about like I want to get married and stuff like that. But I'm like, listen, you're not getting married right now. Like, you know, not even after college, you have to wait a while. You have to really get to know these females and you know he I don't know if he's like really listening to me because it's like I gotta talk a hundred times to him to get like listen but when his father talk 
it's more like okay i get i get it and i'm like what but it's you know it's really good it's like ma i already know i already know and i'm like okay i'm happy you know you know but you could go continue a boy is always attached to his mother so before we close this out two more sex questions what Mm -hmm. is the what is the craziest kinkiest place you ever had sex or a place that you never had sex that you would like to have sex at um it could be outdoors indoors property on the roof on top of a skyscraper in a fucking plane a jet you know in the ocean shit I mean you know sky's the limit I think the the place I always wanted to have sex was at the museum what type of museum in natural history oh shit why is that that's different cause I um I love I actually love museums that's one of my go to's even when I go on vacation I have to go to a museum I have to know about the culture I, I just I just love museums um actually mm. one of my thing is if I ever was to get married I want to get married inside the museum that's, that's dope that's different and I've seen that in um like I live in New York City I seen a marriage an actual wedding they was prepping for a wedding inside of a museum I was like you can actually do this I was like I love that's one of my places like I want to get married inside the museum and I actually want to have sex inside of the museum like that's my go to that's dope see I, my little freaky ass that has sex in church properties the woods on top of skyscrapers even though I'm scared of heights but it's crazy how I didn't give a fuck about those heights when I wanted a piece of ass. But I was on top of that motherfucker. In the pool and all. I didn't fucked in the pool. I didn't fucked um shit on top of a car and fucked in the rain when it was lightning and thundering. Um shit. Um I never fucked in front of no animals. That's weird to me. Uh damn, I did every kinky damn thing it is to do on the balcony. Um I think I fucked in front of some girls before. Not no guys or nothing, some some girls. So I didn't did damn near everything it is to do. But I think I got a couple things on my list. Probably the ocean, uh, a cruise ship or something. Um, shit, in, in a haunted house or something, or maybe in a house where a serial killer is known to be. Might try that or something. Something that's going to get my adrenaline pumping, give me the chills. But I will have a weapon on me just in case. You know, some extra heads or something. Got to be careful no matter where you at. You know, where you're going, because it could be the last time your dumb ass have sex. You got to be more careful, you know what I'm saying? Um, threesomes. I've tried that already. Two women or whatever. I was young when I did that, though. I can't remember last time I did that, though. You know, um, having sex with a woman with another guy, that's nothing I want to try. That's not my cup of tea. I don't condone in it. I don't respect it. Um... I would never respect it. I don't want to see another man's balls swinging, another man naked. That's not my thing. I'm a very straight masculine guy. I don't need no help. I actually like my ice cream and my cake and eat it too. So I like putting in my own work. I like one-on-one action. I don't want, need no man, even if it's two women. I just want to be me and those two women. I don't need no other guy in the room. I don't want no other guy in the room. Go on about your business. Get your, find you a girl, whatever. And if he's for the, if they for the block, Y'all wait till I'm finished. I I don't know. That's just me. Everybody's different, but that's just me. That's my opinion. That's what I believe. That's how I, how I rock, so how I roll, you know? 
Um, I just like to have fun, man. It's all about fun, foreplay. I got to have a physical attraction with you physically and also I got to have some type of mental mind attraction or spiritual attraction with you in order to be attracted to you. You can have the biggest ass, the nicest body, the prettiest face, but if your attitude stinks and something about you I don't like, it can be a total turn off. You might even look like you, your pussy stink to me. And just something about you, I just sensed as a man or as myself, and it might turn me off and I might just be like, nah, I'm good. Even if I get your number, you might do something at the last minute to turn me off. You know, um, I might just like, fuck that, I'm not calling her. I throw your number in the trash or I just delete it out my phone. Now I did learn something from my best friend. She used to be a stripper. She was also, uh, uh, they call stud, dyke, lesbian, whatever. Long story short, she stopped fucking with women and she told me something. She said, she's she's really into big guys. So that's her, her cup of tea. And she's a beautiful girl, you know, nice body and everything. Rare, she does hair, she owns her own shop. She's Muslim now. She changed her life, she's married now. But she told me, she was like, you know, a woman, listens and as a man sometimes y'all say dumb shit to turn us off a man can say one wrong dumbass thing to turn a woman off that's why it's always good when you're dealing with a woman speak when spoken to answer with the right questions shut the fuck up when it's time to fuck instead of doing all that talking or prior to fucking because you can talk yourself out of getting some pussy she might want to fuck you because a woman already know when they want to fuck you from the time they meet you nine times out of ten but if you say one wrong thing or do one wrong thing, you can turn her completely off and she can be no longer interested in you. So y'all guys out there, when you're dealing with a woman and she's already feeling you, just let it be what it is. Don't say, don't try to be super, superman, super save a hoe, say some dumb shit or do some dumb shit and try to impress her because she's going to be turned off. Now you're going to be considered a lame and you can't be mad at her because if she did it to you. So play fair. That's all I'm saying. What would you like to say to these folks before we, we uh, log out? I would just like to say this was a really good um, conversation that we have. For sure. Um, thanks for inviting me on to your podcast. Anytime. Um, I would like to say health and wealth is always a good thing. Um, Larissa Tell. Um, do you do like Instagram handles or anything like that? Yeah, go ahead and do, do your stuff. Okay, so you can follow me on I am Larissa Tell. Um, and that's about it. Like, yeah, dope individual, smart, sweet, menace girl, have the craziest conversations, man. And it's crazy because we can talk about anything. This is actually my prayer partner, so we pray about stuff. You know, she come to me for information and, and you know, advice, and vice versa. I do the same for her. And, um, I will be having her on here more often. And um, I think our next episode, we're gonna be talking about um, what goes on in the black community, in the household, but most, all races of course, but particularly black, you know, fatherless homes versus homes with fathers and things of that nature, what goes on behind closed doors. We're gonna talk about steepest pedophilia and you know, disrespect and brainwash, man. We we gonna we gonna drop some jewels on you, man. So you know, stay tuned. Other than that, I appreciate y'all listening. Y'all stay clean, stay safe, and stay dangerous. Oh no.